Welcome to the Inside in Indian Country podcast, your premier source of accounting and business discussions affecting Indian Country. Presented by REDW. Welcome back to Inside in Indian Country. I'm your host, Wes Benali, and thank you for tuning in. With this episode, we'll focus on cybersecurity risks and solutions for tribal nations. We have a returning guest, Brian Gregg, and we will discuss the recent efforts that REDW has performed to help tribes access the FEMA's cybersecurity grant funding. He'll talk about what many tribes struggled with and lessons learned um, in this short time frame that we had to help tribes get funding, get a plan together, and move forward with the cybersecurity efforts. Ryan. Brian, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, no Still problem. Still Monday for me. <laughs> yeah, no no worries. I know. A long weekend. Yeah. Here too. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Brian. Thank you for, for coming on. I know that you're a very busy guy. More recently as well, you know, I know that, um, you've been working a lot with trying to get tribes, you know, uh, to prepare, kind of walk through their grant process for more specifically... Uh, the FEMA funding that went out to tribes. Although our discussion now is past the deadline, uh, we just thought it'd be great to have a discussion about lessons learned, you know, what you saw, but more importantly, through that process, what can tribes really think about when moving forward? Should there ever be another opportunity that some sort of grant funding may come along. And I really want to go through that process. And I think it would help listeners, you know, think about what they got, but more importantly too, as well, just kind of think about if they have any thought about, you know, their cybersecurity uh, risks, because that's obviously more of an issue nowadays. And that is becoming more prevalent now that, um, you know, tribes are moving away from older methodologies to moving into utilizing technology more and really using that for their system. So first question, Brian, what made you realize there was a gap in a tribe's ability to quickly apply for these cybersecurity grants as you were going through that experience? Yeah. So the the first grant we worked on last year that we really came up to this understanding was the uh, cybersecurity FEMA CISA grant. And this grant had a lot of various required paperwork in it. One of them was the requirement for a cyber plan. And what we found was that in every case, every one of the tribes that we were working with, they did not have a cyber plan in place. Um, A cyber plan is a cybersecurity plan that goes into great detail regarding where your listed holes, what what things do you know that you've got problems with? How are you going to address those? Have you looked at how much funding it would take in order to do those? What vendors would you work with? What software would you have to buy? What hardware would you have to buy? How would you implement it? How would you track your implementation? A lot of information. And that one document could take you a couple of months of working with each, you know, each tribal nation to just put that one document together. Um, then you add on to that that there were other things that they were required in, in specifically this grant, and we're seeing a lot more grants coming up, investment justification. So the, the, the government granting, uh, the, the government grants are looking for 
the tribe to become very detailed in how they're going to spend that money, how that investment's going to be made, what they're going to use it for, um, you know, when the payments are going to be made, a lot of that kind of detail that we've never seen before. Uh, the, the last one is we saw that they wanted very detailed project plans. So not just we're going to implement the software we're, or, you know, we're going to buy something, we're going to implement it, and we're going to make it work. No, no, no. They're, they're looking for detailed project plans, which, you know, each project plan for, let's say, something as simple as, you know, implement log management or whatever, um, it could require a week of work to put it together. So basically what we learned was um, on this grant, it came out September 27th, I believe it was, and the due date was January 10, 2024. We had tribes working right up to the last week of Jan- you know, that first week of January, the last week before it was due, working to try to get done. Now, we were done with our, the tribal nations we worked with by the end of December, um, but there were others that I know that we, we had got contacts from that the first week of January, they were still trying to finish their applications. So it was not an easy one. We learned uh, that um, I think that we're going to see a lot more of this kind of documentation that FEMA and CSER are going to require going forward. So those were the major obstacles we saw um, and a lot of the the issues we saw with the with the funding. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks, Brian, for, for really sharing that <clears throat> that insight. I think you know, really just can't be some sort of policies and procedures about just how they back up data and how they do that. It really has to be a, a real, real game plan on what to do, um, you know, with your, you know, if you got funding or, you know, what you want to do with that equipment, you know, when things are get implemented. So, you know, that, thank you for, for sharing that. So I know we had a couple of discussions you know, in other podcasts on just generalized, you know, you know, risks out there. But, you know, for those that maybe are listening in again, you know, um, if you, let's just say, try to apply, you need to get, you know, or maybe if you just missed a deadline, what kind of risks now are, are out there? I know that there's probably millions. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, maybe you could just kind of break it down a little bit now that, you know, what are some examples that, you know, are out there and then what, how can that ultimately, um, really turn into cost to the organization? You know, I'm sure you have a myriad of different examples, but just for our listeners to kind of see, okay, well, what can I do? You know? Yeah, absolutely. So if you, if you, um, either applied and got rejected or you couldn't get the application in and you couldn't get the funding, the key risk that you're up against right now is you've got to find internal funding in order to be able to uh, improve some of your security uh, infrastructure, put some stuff in place to help protect the the tribe. Um, according to the FBI, last year, again, second year in a row, tribal nations and tribal casinos are the number one, number two targets for hackers. Uh, for them, it's easy money uh, because the the level of security for a travel nation or a travel casino is less than it's going to be for a, a you know a bank or a insurance company or anybody that deals with electronic money. Uh, retail companies are being hit, you know, uh, a lot, you know, lately. But still, number one, number two, travel nations and travel casinos. 
Um, so the, that's the risk is that if you didn't get the FEMA funding, you couldn't get the CISA grant, you know, whatever, uh, you've got to come up with some kind of internal funding, uh, from either the nation or the casino in order to spend on security until you find, you know, possibly another grant this year that you can apply for and, you know, try to get the money that way. But right now it's a matter of, you know, Hey, got to find the money somewhere to, to be able to make the improvements. Right. Right. No, that's a good point. So, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a listener and I'm, I'm, and I'm a, um, IT director or even a CFO, um, where would I start? You know, what would be some of the things I would need to think about? Um, let's just say, for example, they decide to reopen the funding because there's still some funding left. So maybe they extend it from beyond January 10th. Um, and then we get some sort of, you know, email or something like that that says, Hey, we're going to reopen it to May. So what, what could, you know, leadership do now to maybe just start at least thinking about what they need to have ready? Yeah. So this grant ended January 10th, they won't, uh, we know that they won't extend it because, uh, we actually got in contact with one of the CISA agents and, and we were told that they had received far more applications that they had expected and that they had rejected far more applications than they had expected. Also, that was because a lot of the applications did not have the proper amount of information in them. Now, every one of the grants that we went through, every one of the tribal nations we helped with, uh, their application was accepted, was deemed to be complete. So we're just now waiting for how much money is going to be, uh, you know, delved out with those. But to answer your question, I think that the best thing that the tribal nations can do right now is look at the next round, look at the next, you know, future cyber grant that's going to be coming out and say, you know, what do we need to do to get ahead of it? And for us anyways, if you haven't, you know, worked with us or you haven't done one of these FEMA CISA grants, then you need to get your paperwork going like right now, because when they do come out, um, we saw that this trend starting last year. Before before 2023, you would typically see a grant come out and you would have six, eight, nine months in order to uh, prepare your paperwork and apply for it. This last one that came out, the cybersecurity grant, uh, the FEMA CISA one that came out September 27th and ended January 10th, that was literally like three months, a little over three months that's not a lot of time to get all your paperwork done and get that application in. And I think that's why so many of the tribal nations struggled to get the paperwork done in the correct form fashion that FEMA and CISO wanted it, and then to get it in on time. And I think that's the reason why so many of them were rejected. So my suggestion would be is if you're, you know, if you're looking at trying to get another one of these, you know, future cyber grants is start now. Uh, you know, get with somebody that knows how to fill this stuff out, start building those things like the cyber plan, like the project plan, like the investment justifications and start getting that stuff together now, because you know that that won't be the only paperwork you're going to have to supply, uh, for the grants. They're going to always require more and more, you know, data and information. They want to make sure that the money that they give is going to be spent in the right ways. So, um, that's my best advice right now. Get ahead of the, right. get ahead of the curve. Right, right. No, I mean, uh, I know one of the things that you and your team have that is really helpful and, you know, I've, I've, I've used it with the, 
couple of um, you know clients and and talked about it here. There is your your scorecard system that you that you utilize, and that at least you know helps identify. Hey, maybe these are the areas that I should be looking at, or what do I need to do? So if you could kind of just maybe give our listeners a, a quick recap on what your scorecard is, and then how that could be really a, a good useful tool for maybe something like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Security Scorecard is a company, and what they do is they provide a service that looks at your Travel Nation website, you know, internet presence, and it says, just like a school report card that you got when you were in school, you know, do you get an A, a B, a C, a D, or an F? Uh, if an F, you know, you're obviously failing. If you got an A, you're really, really good at what you're doing. And what this uh, this Security Scorecard it's used by 17 million companies worldwide. So it's not just a little company and it's not just a little fly-by-night operation. They've been in business for a number of years. Um, we here at REDW, we run one every month just so we can see what our internet presence looks like to the hackers out there. And the scorecard goes across 10 areas and what it does gives you a very good overall view of the security in different ways. You know, your internet presence, your patching, uh, the way that your uh, security looks from the outside world to a hacker. So you can obviously see that if you're, you know, if your report card comes back as an A, hackers are going to be, you know, do a little, you know, um, surveillance on your company and they look into your internet and they go, wow, these guys are locked up tighter than a drum. They're going to go on to the next guy, you know, but if you're a, a D or an F, they're going to go, ching, you know, this is a company I want to break into and steal some stuff. So that's why these security scorecards are cheap, 3000 bucks. We do them for a lot of companies. It's a quick, easy way of being able to see how your internet presence looks to the bad guy. And then from that way, you can say, hey, you know, they know that I'm not doing this very well. That's where I'm going to spend my, my time and my focus fixing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then some of the conversations I've had always is just about, you know, it's not really, you know, anything to say, hey, you know, your IT department is bad or anything like that. It's really just there to say, okay, um, hey, these are some areas that we just haven't thought about just because, you know, we've we've um, we've been so busy with other projects or, you know, it, I mean, it happens to all of us. You know, we don't always have the time to really consider and implement procedures so that we're doing something that, like this on a, on a, um, some frequency throughout the year, you know? So it's always good to see where things are and then ultimately, you know, have a solution for it, right? You know, I I think that's the biggest thing, you know? And um, whenever, you know, this pops up, it's always that, that's kind of the discussion is that, well, it's not really to to provide a certain grade to uh, a department because they're not performing, but it's just, okay, you don't know what you don't know at the end of the day, right? Right, right. Just like, uh, you know, any any other, you know, thing that you've got, you know, you take your car into the mechanic. You know, typically people don't take a car into the mechanic unless it's something wrong. Well, with an IT department, you you, you know, you're not going to, you know, hey, question it and say, hey, you know, how good am I doing? What, you know, unless something going on or something, some reason to question, am I good or bad? Well, so these scorecards give you a quick, easy way of being able to say, Hey, on a scale, am I good? Am I bad? And just like you said, Wes, you know, you nailed it, which is, it's not to say that my IT department isn't good. It's just like when you're in school, 
you know, I was really, really good at math and science, but you know, English kind of sucked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I'm sure you had your, your subject you weren't really good on. And it's the same thing when security, you know, uh, you might know the things you're not doing really well. Hey, I'm not patching really well. And that's why, but there's a lot of, um, tricks or just like in school, you know, Hey, I didn't do real good in English, but there's some tricks, you know, Hey, I can, uh, you know, talk with a teacher and figure out what I'm do doing well on and figure out a path to where I can get my grade up. Well, the same thing in security, you know, I'm not doing well in patching. Maybe there's somebody out there that can tell me how to do this better, quicker, and easier or cheaper. Uh -huh. Exactly. And there's some, some discussions I've had with like leadership, you know, I've, I've talked to him about here and there more specifically on cybersecurity. And that was, you know, <clears throat> well, you know, you got to think about, you're not as a, executive C-level person, you're not always just sitting in front of your computer so you can easily like look at your email, then kind of scan and say, okay, this is good or bad. You're always maybe answering an email on the side while somebody's talking to you or else, you know, you have multiple, multiple phones and you had different emails. So even that is still a risk because, you know, you're, you're not having the time to look at your phone and say, okay, this is yeah. a, good email or bad email, you know, if you could maybe just even kind of explain that a little bit, because, you know, when I've talked to council members, you know, they got iPads, they got phones, they got all this good stuff. So we are so distracted as a social, you know, in system anymore. Uh, we're pounded with, you know, information coming to us from all sorts of different paths. Uh, I saw on the news just this weekend, actually, how this lady got scammed out of her entire $250,000 of life savings because these hackers reported that they were from her investment company and that they said, Hey, you know, we saw that your account had gotten into over this weekend and we want to lock it up for you. And she, Hey, they had all the information was correct. So she helped them to get into the account and fix it. And they took all of her money, her entire life savings. So that stuff's happening more and more and it's just tragic. But the thing is, is that they're finding so many new ways of convincing us that they're there to help, that you've got a, um, you know, hey, you know, you didn't pay your your taxes last year, and we've got a guy uh, from the sheriff's department going to come and arrest you today unless you make a payment, boom, right now, over the phone, or else we're going to be arresting you. Um, here's a call from your, your daughter, you know, that um, she's abandoned on the road somewhere, can't get a tow truck. You need to give me a credit card so that I can pick up her car, you know. And here, I want to let you talk to your daughter. You know, there's all sorts of scams going on out there and you never know what's going to hit you from where and what's the newest, latest one. But the key thing is, is to have a good, sensible security infrastructure in place to where you can hopefully block those kinds of emails from ever getting in before they ever get there. You can train your people on how to notice that these things are coming in. Don't click on a link in any email, no matter what, you know, there's a lot of those good kind of practices that we kind of, uh, you know, do, I, I love doing presentations, um, just to make, bring about the education and the awareness of some of the stuff going on out there. And, you know, I'll, I'll make the, the offer right here on this podcast. You know, if, if you've got a tribal council, you've got a group that you want to educate about some of this stuff that's going on out there, just let us know. We will gladly set something up. Uh, to be able to help to offer some of this kind of information out there and, and bring about the awareness, the education about the stuff that's going on so that you can better prepare for it, you and your your people. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that, Brian. Um, and then as we come to a wrap here, I really want to just say thank you for, you know, jumping on. I know you're um, a pretty busy guy and you took some time out to talk to us today, fighting a good fight. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, all the places, you know, to reach Brian and his team, you know, first go to redw.com forward slash cybersecurity. You know, you'll have a nice little um, area there for, for, for Brian and his team and what they do. Um, also check out any pri- prior uh, podcasts that we've done with Brian. He'll provide you a little bit of more of a context of things you should probably consider um, and really reach out to him for, for that scorecard because that scorecard really just, you know, kind of starts the conversation and really makes you think about, okay, am, uh, do I really have things, you know, together? And if not, you know, it's, it's no big deal. You just go and identify what's not and get it fixed, you know? So that's, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, Brian, um, any last words to, to listeners today? Well, I would say the one last thing is that you're pretty much guaranteed that the federal government is going to come out with more grants. If you're not aware of how to get on the list to where you'll be notified of those grants coming out, we have people that are actually in there on a daily basis looking for when the new cybersecurity grants are coming out. So we can know immediately as soon as the next one comes out, we alert our clients that are working with us. We have a list of uh, travel nations that we work with on it literally on a weekly basis, uh, trying to get them to where they can get you know into the lineup for these travel grants you know as quickly as possible. If you'd like more information about that, if you'd like to talk to us about, you know, prepping you and getting you guys ready for the next tribal grant that's coming up or even alerting you when the next tribal grant, you know, for cybersecurity comes up, let us know. Get in contact with, you know, Wes, any of our principals, or drop me a note, an email, and be glad to help you out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely good good information, Brian. You know, and for those of you just go to rdw.com forward slash tribes rdw.com forward slash tribal podcast and it'll take you to you know all this information here but you know brian thank you so much for you know taking time out today to you know spread awareness on this and you know more importantly you know really what you think um a great solution would be for for anyone that listens in or you know contacts you so thank you sir well wes thank you very much for having me and i appreciate uh being out here and good luck to everybody. Thank you for listening. We hope this time has benefited you. For more information or to connect, please visit redw.com.